AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Walls turned sideways are bridges. Angela Davis. My concern right now is what the world is going to look like in the future and what we are teaching our children right now. I grew up in a time in the late 60s, early 70s, where there was a fight for people of color. There was a fight. There was civil rights. There was discrimination, all of these things. But during that time, what I was taught was never give up, never give up on the fight. Never allow life's curbs or uphill challenges to deter you from your goal. It's not going to be easy. However, we have to start planting the seeds for our children now, teaching respect, teaching common courtesy. Thank you. Please excuse me. Thinking, teaching the art of conversation to not overtalk someone but to actually give people space to respond and to listen. These are all skills, communication, and things in which our children are going to need for the future to negotiate, to settle wars and disagreements. Whatever the future is going to be, we need to teach our children today the skills that they're going to need to be prepared for it. Today, I will be conscious of the words and the actions of myself that could influence our children. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When it comes to financial advice, you gotta trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I am so excited to be here with this young, beautiful empress. Yes! <laughs> I am, no, we have to acknowledge, and I love complimenting my sisters. And yes, I had the pleasure, you guys, of doing a, um, moderating a panel for this organization and had so much fun and learned so much. Thank you for that. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to put your hands together. I'm only going to give you one title, but she's a plethora of talents and that's why she's here and titles. So ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Londi Yusuf. Yes. Welcome to the show. Co-founder of Black Film Space, you guys. And she's going to tell us all about that. But I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Um, thank you for thank creating you for this me. space. Yes. But creating this space, um, I want to say I wanted to say this to you and Reggie. So shout out to Reggie Williams, because he's also um co-founder of yes. Black Film Space. And he initially reached out to me, was so excited. Um, but um, you know, we've been in touch with each other throughout this whole process. You are absolutely wonderful, thorough. Thank you. <laughs> Just <laughs> crazy work ethic. I already see it. Thank um you. Yes. Yeah, so I want to start off by talking about your background 
And because, oh, I can't wait till we get to your book. But I just, um, I had the pleasure in 2007 in working in Ghana and Nigeria doing a show. Mm. And love Ghana. Nigeria has that energy, you guys. I was in Lagos of just focused and entrepreneurship and richness. <laughs> God. It's intense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So tell us, please. Sure. So um, my parents immigrated to the United States in the 1970s. Um, they're both mm-hmm. natives of Lagos, Nigeria. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from the Yoruba ethnic ra- tribe in um, Nigeria. And you know, they were Yoruba Muslims um, and they raised me in the Flatbush area of Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. I always like to say that my upbringing was kind of Pan-African because mm-hmm. I grew up around Black people from all over the world. So I had yes. Caribbean friends, Black American friends, um, you know, had a handful of African friends and we all just hung out together. Um, I will say Haitian kids did really did get um, uh, have a hard time, though. They in oh. the 90s, it was rough um, for wow. Haitian kids. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie, but I think for me as an African, because I wasn't an immigrant, I was born and raised in the United States. Oh, right, right. It was relatively easy for me to embrace all cultures and be right. accepted by my peers, as opposed to like some of my relatives that immigrated here who had a harder time, especially if they lived in like the more rougher areas of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that shaped, you know, I always mention that because it shaped my perspective. Um, and I didn't even realize it at the time. Um, and I knew I always wanted to be an artist. I was like directing my dolls and doing like soap opera with my dolls while watching TV. And, you know, I was reading like a book, like twice a week, you know, Uh I just always was interested in anything arts related. Um, but I came from an Afghan household. So my parents were like, absolutely not. Um, and then (laughs) in high school, my friend, was like, you know, you talk a lot. And I was voted most talkative too in middle middle school. <laughs> Me and, too. Oh, really? <laughs> and she was like, you should do the um, psychology test online. You know, this is like the early 2000s. And I was like, okay, sure. I mean, she was like, I think you should do media. So I looked it up and then I saw that Oprah Winfrey had the same personality type as me. And I was like, I'm going to try entertainment. So I petitioned and then, you know, my parents were like, no. My brother was like, no, just go for it. Try it. So I majored in television and radio in in college. And, mm-hmm. you know, I interned like every semester, like a maniac. I wanted to prove to my parents that I was like serious about this. Um, and then I like was interning. Every, I interned at Lifetime, at yes. Max, at Def Jam, um, Sesame Street, 2020, like whatever I could get my hands on. Um, and then right before I graduated, I interned at MTV. Mm-hmm. And that kickstarted my career in television. And I did like casting, development and production. Um, and I did that full time for 12 to 13 years. And wow. my strategy was to make a lateral move into narrative as as soon as I become an executive. And I was, mm-hmm. and then working in these stressful environments started to take a toll on my health. So I was mm-hmm. like, I think I should just jump into film and just go for it now. Um, yeah. And around the time that I was transitioning out of that, Reggie Williams reached out to me and I saw that he was a filmmaker and I was like already like kind of dabbling moonlighting as a film producer and writing, going up to the Catskills, writing for like a weekend, like a writer script, you know, just testing it and really enjoying it. And then um, I was also taking classes um, to write as well from a Uh a professor um, in uh, the new school. So I would take, I was taking like continuing education courses and you know, he had the same frustration being on set and not, you know, just feeling unrecognized right. as a black person. And I felt that way in my workspace in reality television, um, just not even just from a staffing standpoint, but even the ideas that we were generating. I just didn't feel passionate about the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. I felt my my talents were underutilized. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's just do a happy hour. And then, you know, that happy hour, tur- I mean, a brunch and that happy hour turned into a brunch. And then we just kept doing events and it became an organization. And I mentioned Black Film Space because as Black Film Space was growing, so was my artistic journey. Um, Mm. You know, it gave me the gumption to write and direct and produce my first short, um, which got distribution. And I was like, oh, I think I can do this. And And then I did a second film. Then I wrote a feature, you know, and then I came up with a book. You know, it just kind of snowballed from there as an organization became a thing right um, but yeah I and 
at that point, I knew I wanted to tell stories about Black women. Mm-hmm. But then in 2020, and let me know if I need to like wrap up soon. No, I just want to say this. First of all, um, Londi <laughs> went to Brooklyn College. Yes, just, I did. Um, Justin um, Davis, actor Justin Davis, he went to Brooklyn College. I went oh. to his, um, in senior year, I went to his, sh- his um, show there. And nice. like, that's when I got introduced to Brooklyn College and the actors and, you know, the studies over there. So like your foundation was, you know, there, great, which Thank helped you. you to parlay into all these internships and be a sponge and just yeah. soak up everything. Um, but I agree with you because I was in all of them, MTV, Nickelodeon, VH1, and corporate rocks to a different beat than yes. the freedom. I come from independent filmmaking and then went into, because people, you know, blessed were asking me to come. So um, I wanted to say, um, the other thing I want to say is that, Londi, you are so funny because you are just ratting off these credits and things. And it's like, <laughs> yo, you had two lifestyle, lifetimes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this, here's you guys, you read her bio. It is jam packed, like on one Thank page, you. but it's so much work, which makes sense that all of that was preparing you for the work that you're getting ready to do. Um, and continue to do, you know, I like the fact that like, um, and this is a common denominator actors that even if you're afraid, even if you don't know, you do it anyway. Yeah. That's me. (laughs) I, I, I know that is like the through line for every and however you define success, but every successful person in all walks of life, you know, if that go- is you owning your own catering service to being a senator, whatever, there is a common through line of the challenges, hurdles, and obstacles in which you had to go through in order to get to where you are. And then a Nigerian household, we yeah. need more African households in America <laughs> because that's one thing. When I went to Africa, both Nigeria and Ghana, they revere. I mean, family is held on the highest pedestals of all pedestals. And the way in which, like, I know I was, I grew up in the late 60s, early 70s. So I was pushed from the standpoint of my parents that were a couple of generations from sharecropping. Right. So they had that mentality on Black kids, like, you got to be better. Right. So I understand that. And Go in the backyard, get a switch that I'm going to hit you with. Yes. <laughs> that type of, you know. So Nigerian, you know, to have the, the bar of, you know, engineer, doctor, lawyer. Exactly. Like, and my family is full of those. Judges, all of it. <laughs> no choices, man. Yeah. No choices. So for you and Yvonne Orji, mm-hmm. for you guys to, to go in your lanes, it, it just... It's so um, inspiring for other people and your parents to kind of maybe back off a little bit with the generation because they still applying the discipline and the standards that you were instilled with, but just not in the occupation that they might support. Because, you know, the arts is like, oh, somebody hit me and said, you know, um, I look at acting as a hobby. I said, I'm not the coach for you. Mm. I'm not because I look at it as a job and a career. I'm not playing. Yeah. It's like this industry is so tough. You might like if you're not fully committed, it's like there's really no point. So can you tell the actors, because there's a conversation that I feel like I have daily with casting directors, producers, directors, people like you who see the goings on because you remember your come up. We didn't have IGs and all of that. I mean, you know, we were moving in that direction, but there were different work ethics that you had to have in order to get all these internships at all of these places, you guys, A&E. Um, she, I don't know if she said WeTV, Bravo. Yeah, I, I worked can't... at those companies, yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, you can't work <laughs> with them and just be like, yeah, this is cute. I'm going to see what happens. No, you have a plan. You have intentions. So can you tell these actors what it is that they need, the tools that they need in order to succeed in the entertainment business today? I would say to, you know, still, like, look at what your peers are doing, but also, like, look at how you can stand out outside of that, right? Like, I think a lot of the times people are like, this is the status quo and you must go about the industry in this manner. And like those tried and true ways certainly work. And you should definitely master those rules mm-hmm. to be effective and, you know, get noticed by influential people. But you also have to look at how can I stand out in the midst of that? Or mm-hmm. if there are barriers or obstacles in my way, how do I navigate those things? So, and I'm someone who is always making those calculations. Like, for example, when I was in college, my school, my major didn't allow me to intern until I had like almost a hundred credits. And I was like, I'm going to be yeah. a senior. And they were right. like, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. I went to the economics department and I went to the dean and I made a case and I said, I need internships. Otherwise, I'm not going to get work in this business. And I was like, I don't have connections. Like my parents are from Nigeria. And then he was like, OK, I said, I'll write a paper. Like, can we just do a deal? I'll make elective courses. And he was like, all right, fine. And he just let me do that from freshman year. And that's how I was able to get the amount of internships I had to get me jobs in the business. So I always thought about things from that vantage point. Then I was thinking about like my my project, Second Generation Wedding, my second film. And I wrote a feature and I was trying to do the whole like- Which can I just, I, I don't mean to interject, but sure. again- the, the way in which you speak, like if I was a listener right now, I'd be like, oh, I can do this. I'd be so inspired and encouraged. But <laughs> hold up, Laundie, hold up. Her, her second generation film, it aired on Revolt TV and on Revolt TV's short and fresh series. Yes. It screened at the Bronze Lynn Film Festival. You guys need to look up what that is. The Bronze Lynn Film Festival, Black Girls Rock. We know Black Girls Rock um, Film Festival, and it inspired the novel, which we're going to talk about, Kofu. Yes. We're going to go into that. But I just want to say, my Lord. Thank you. Yes, yeah. thank you. Congratulations on your second generation wedding and what it did. So now <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I became Kofu, which is now a novel. And I was going out, you're like, hey, look, I have this feature film script. I need financing, just, you know, trying to appeal to people. And, you know, and I was meeting a lot of folks that were like, you know, you should just make it in Nollywood. And I said, but I'm Nigerian American. It's a different market, Um, you know, and they already have their infrastructure. They don't need me. You know what I mean? Um, And it was kind of like, well, just make American, Black American stories. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to be an authority in the Black American community. Like they have their own storytellers, right? right? I would support a Black American. I'll work for a Black American, but I don't want to be someone who's like, I'm speaking on behalf of their... No, I'm not doing right. that. So right. I was meeting a lot of resistance and I just felt incredibly frustrated. And I said, you know what? There's a lot of space for African diasporic storytellers in the novel writing space. I need to insert myself there yeah. and use that as a way to get, you know, maybe I need to backdoor this. Um, mm-hmm. And use that as a way to get traction for my project mm-hmm. because I already wanted to write a novel anyway. So maybe I just need to do it now. Um, yeah. And that's, so I built IP around it. <laughs> and not only that, it expanded my artistic capabilities. It expanded the story. It's even more rich now. It could be a mini series instead of just a feature film. Right? It could nice. be or, so I'm always thinking about how do I um, expand myself as an artist and expand what I have to offer so that it's like indisputable that I have something on my hands. And I know that eventually somebody's going to notice this project. I have no doubt. Um, I really believe in it. And I think that mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before it reaches the right collaborators. Um, so yeah, I, I would tell actors like think outside of the box, try mm-hmm. to try to navigate things in a way where like everybody's like you should again go along things the more traditional route, but right. also think about how you can uniquely position yourself in the midst of your competition or in the midst of like any setbacks or roadblocks that you're facing. Cause I have a lot of friends that are actors and they're like, oh, my look is always being pigeonholed in one area. And I'm like, well, you might have to show the world that you could do more. 
through right. your own independent means or, or latching onto other people's projects. Um, you know, it, unfortunately, like these business objectives don't care that you want to express yourself in a multitude of ways as a performer. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I would, I would highly, highly encourage actors to always think about how they can be strategic about maneuvering roadblocks and setbacks. That's, that's what's helped keep me in the game in this industry. Absolutely. And, and, and they're going to be there. You know what I mean? I think that for your project and please let me just read to you guys the log line. Cause I feel like it's brilliant. <laughs> so in the best, and, and let me just say years ago, I used to moderate, um, the HBO Latino Film Festival. Yeah. And my event was pitching. And so actors would come or people would come to the mic. They had two minutes to pitch to um, Focus Features, Merrimax, all of these, you know, representatives there, right? And they would, you know, you can only imagine some of the pitching, right? But getting to the heart and the root of what the story is so that you walk um, away and Elsa said earlier, it was intriguing. And definitely, definitely you're like, huh. I'm... So the logline, you guys, the story is of a Nigerian Muslim family in the in the New York diaspora. Um, I feel like that just sold me. I was like, let me get the book and read the book. Because I always like reading the book before the film. Yeah. Um, I feel like this. My instinct said this, Londi. You can attach a Nigerian actress yeah who's also american and i feel like we are kind of on the same here yeah and <laughs> um you know cuz i'm sure you have a wish list who to play you and then other people in the family who could be cuz you only need two marquee names for the studio independent investors to feel comfortable. And I also think that, that a lot of these people and this one particular actress has their own production company. So that's where the partnership is, where you guys produce it together. And, you know, if you don't have the budget to accommodate her salary, that could be another part of the offer. Um, and so I also feel, um, spirit told me to tell you pan African film festival. Okay. In um, LA. Yes. Make sure I'm there. Okay. Thank My you. My friend last year, wow, he won. Thank you. He won and his featured film won. And this is like, you know, that distribution. And the thing that I love about pan Africa is that it's not just American dis distribution. Right. It's international. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I was, that's what I feel. But when we go to lunch, I'll be a little more specific. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. Yes. We got to do it before Christmas. Um, so I also want you, because um, can you just give us um, an idea of the things in what you, which you do at Black Film Space and, um, sure. you know, how the actors can communicate or contact you um, and support you when your film comes out, you guys, because you guys are going to come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I... Honestly, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I'm one Which of the, is great. Yeah. <laughs> but to, to really hone in on like where my strongest skill sets lie, right. I would say um, I'm, I really um, I am good at our partnerships and like large scale programming. Um, those are the areas where I tend to really have my uh, fingers uh, in the deepest. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, I like to do large marquee events to kind of bring a lot of our membership in because I know throughout the year people are busy, they're on set and things like that. So that way they can plan for you know some of these more specific events. And we're definitely gonna push that more next year. Yeah. Um, and then in in regards to um, you know, actors in our community, I would highly recommend that you join our mailing list. Um, so you can learn more about our programming, attend a few events, and then eventually become a member. But if you have questions, 
you can definitely email me directly at londe at blackfilmspace.com or at info at blackfilmspace.com with any general questions. We have team members that can respond to you. Um, but in terms of how, and I can also talk about how actors have benefited from our community. Yes, please. Um, I know, like, especially during our summer mixer, that's like a big, big event that we do every year. Rooftop, uh-huh. you know, it's like a day party, but a mixer. Uh-huh. And I can't tell you how many web series, short films, plays, all kinds of events have materialized from this event. You know, you meet someone, relaxed atmosphere, you chop it up, you talk about what you want to do and what your dreams are, and then you meet a DP or a director. It's like, yo, I'm writing this project, come on in. And, you know, I know about two to three projects in particular that have been birthed from our our mixer. Um, So that's a great way for us to keep actors engaged um also like i said we have a lot of multi-hyphenates so if you're an actor that's really looking to start producing or writing your own stuff our community Mm -hmm. is perfect like we have so many workshops um we we have grants you know for for um actors that are taking on a more multi-hyphenate route we have a lot of members that are multi-hyphenate so you can talk to them and learn more about how they're juggling producing and writing with going on auditions and all those different things that actors have to navigate um, and obviously we have folks like you, Tracy, come in from a more professional standpoint Ooh. and talk about what it takes to mm-hmm. stay in the game, you know, mm-hmm. in today's marketplace or environment ecosystem, I should say. Um, right. so we're always trying to find ways to keep actors connected to our community. We don't want to get, you know, I think sometimes when you have like a film space, everyone's talking about directors and writers, but we also right. want to make sure that actors are being recognized too, because they play such a big role. And like I said, most even famous actors are now yes. like most of them have production companies and they're directing and writing. Yep. Yep. You have to as a black person in this this even in general, but yeah. like especially as a black performer, you know, you don't want to play the same person over and over and over again. Yeah. You're gonna have to write it or right. work with someone to make it, you know. So or read your book and buy the rights to it, you know. You I mean, like I'll just say there's so many of our stories that are not being told. Exactly. One of the things about inside the black box is for us to focus on the solutions, and that is to allow black or people of color voices to tell their stories. Right. You know, um, I grew up at a time which you know, I'm not going to name my client, but one of my clients was working on a show and we were in a room with all writer, all white writers. There was one black writer. And so they said, well, you would say this, right? And she said, no, I don't, my character would never say this. My character would say this. And they were like, no, you, and they were very, very mm. adamant about, no, this is what you would say. And then she had to go to a place where everybody was like, okay, well, we probably do agree that you probably know best. <laughs> and it's like, you know, in the human in in the human world we're the same in terms of feeling pain and grieving but culturally we are very 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 different yes and um when we are constantly educating people in this industry about that because you cannot take your information from what you assume what you hypothesize, yeah. um, what somebody told you about a certain cultural group, <laughs> you know? So, because we're living in some really, I don't want to say sensitive. I don't like that word in this particular um, situation. Um, I just feel like as human beings, we really have to be conscious of each other more if we're going to maintain humanity. And like- I agree. You know, and maybe there's stories that can talk about that. You know, I mean, this is why your story is so great. It's not just a Nigerian family in New York, which is a whole other thing, but it's a Nigerian Muslim family. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another big thing that I really wanted to harp on because I felt like a lot of times, especially in the Nollywood space, but in particular stories about African families from Nigeria overwhelmingly were Christian. Whereas mm-hmm. 50% of the population is Muslim. So it's kind of like, well, where do we fit into this narrative of what it means to be Nigerian? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, there's so many of us that are immigrating abroad. Why are these stories not being told when you there's clearly much, much success in the Asian and Latino markets? Why couldn't it be the same for Black storytellers? But, right? it, but, but it is in that market. When you speak to 
when I was in Nigeria, you know, it really is Nollywood first. Yeah. And then Bollywood and then Hollywood. Yep. In terms and, of volume. Yeah. And so, and I knew back in the early nineties when you get your hair braided and I would <laughs> yeah. see the, love the Nigerian movies, right? Yeah. Then when I went to Nigeria and they, they were like, Tracy, if you had the opportunity to direct here, what would you do? I said, well, the first thing I would do is blocking. I would get you guys off the couches because mm-hmm. every time you walk in the house, y'all sit on the couch. <laughs> Everything. Family meetings on the couch, arguments on the couch, on the couch eating on the couch. On the couch. Big oh old gosh. couch, Laundy. Big old couch. You know those couches. And they they were cracking up. I said, seriously, I need you to get up. Because everybody <laughs> comes in that house and everybody just sits down, right? But um, there was a series, Generations, that was really, really huge when I went over to Nigeria. Hmm. Generations, it was a series. But this is the other thing I was going to say, because we have three minutes and I want to give them all to you. I want you to talk, okay. you know, tell us where we can get your book and how we can get in touch with Black Film Space. But um, the other thing is that I feel like, um, like you just don't have, again, the American you have, because when you're in Africa, that's to me or outside of America, that's where you see the world, yeah. right? I went to Amsterdam, I saw the world, right? Nigeria, Ghana, but America confines us in this space. And it's not until you go out of the space that you see the world. You have foreign distribution on this film. Somebody got to pay attention to those numbers. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So so I just want to say, oh, my God, Londi, this is so wonderful. And I'm so glad that you came on the show. Oh, no, you got to come back on because we're going to talk about your film deal next. So (laughs) um, tell us. Yeah, we got this is how it works. So um, I want to know where they can get the book and Black Film Space. How do we reach you? So if you want to purchase my novel, Kofo, you, I mean, Amazon is the best platform to get it on. It's yeah. easiest. You get it quicker. So just yeah. look it up. K-O hyphen F-O-E. Um, and you can look up by my name and it'll pop up. And you can also read the reviews as well before purchasing. Um, and then, <laughs> and then for, in regards to Black Film Space, you can log on to our website at blackfilmspace.com. Um, we're on all social media platforms, but we're most active on IG. Um, and join our mailing list. And like I said, if you have any questions that you want to uh, address directly to me, you can email me at londe at blackfilmspace.com or you can email us at info at blackfilmspace.com. And today's Giving Tuesday, so please donate so we can continue to give back to our community. Um, but yeah, that's that's our story, or that, that's my story, rather. <laughs> oh my God. I did. Okay. I'm a sidebar you on that. I'm a sidebar okay. you on that because <laughs> there, there's a partnership we can work together on that. Um, okay. So you're not going anywhere. So this is the great thing. You guys are blessed. Okay. Londi is going to hang out with us. Um, so we have two of our Spirit Actor alumni. Elsa's coming on to introduce them, and they have questions for you. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Yes. So wonderful. Thank you, Londe, for being Thank on you. today. Thank so you. today we have two of our spirited actors uh, for questions. Marilyn Turner, you can come on. And yeah. Mr. Muhammad Williams, you can come on. And as always, ladies first. So Marilyn, you are up first with <laughs> your question. Hi, Londe. First, I Hi, just Marilyn. want to say how, how inspiring you are. Thank and you. I really just so appreciate your your work ethic, just everything you. that you're doing and um, then your ability to talk about it. My question to you today is in regards of you, you mentioned that you you your short film, your first short film went into distribution and yeah. you were surprised. I so <laughs> my question is. Right. So my question is. Um, what was the element or what what could be an element that sets art apart or even your independent apart? Um, Maybe there's a few elements or something that you set it apart. Okay. Did did it break? Did Marilyn's question break up? Yeah, it broke. Marilyn, can you ask the question again? Thank you. 
Yes. Um, the question is what uh, we were talking about your short and how yes. you um, you were surprised. Um, but my question is, what would be an element that needs to be included um, in a short film or even a, a, a independent film or longer one um, that could help set your film apart in order to get distribution? Uh, that's a great question. I would yeah. say that the emotional response that it elicits is going to really help you. Um, you know, you could have a great story that's crafted well, you know, has all the bells and whistles and elements of proper formatting and storytelling. But if people don't feel anything, then you're likely not going to get distribution. And I think that that first film, it was the tone was very aggressive. <laughs> um, and I think that that's why people it, it's it's stuck with folks because they were like, I remember how I felt when I watched it. Um, I was laughing, but I was also angry at the same time at what was happening. And then people related to the environment, um, even though it was definitely uh, highlighting uh, challenges for Black employees in the workplace, anyone of any race can relate to being in the position of the protagonist. Um, mm -hmm. So I think relatability and then what emotions does your project elicit out of the audience is going to be key. Yeah. Wow, that's excellent. Thank you, Marilyn. That was a great question. Thank okay, Elsa. And next up, we have Mr. Muhammad Williams. Mo, what's your question? Hey, Hi. hey there. How you doing? I'm good. How good. Are you? First, I'm doing well. First, congratulations on thank you everything. And um, my question is this: What has been the one thing that you feel that's that's setting you apart? Because um, a lot of times, you know, even when we talk to Miss Tracy, one of the things um, we get is about being professional, being a professional, being a professional, being a professional. Also, dedicating your time you know, the time to to hone in your craft, whether it's reading, whether it's, you know, just watching certain things. Um, what's been the one thing that you feel that set you apart from, you know, let's say someone that's still thinking about doing this? Um, hmm. I would say, I think that I'm someone that's always open to adapting right? Like if I feel like something's not working, I'm ready to pivot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, screw this. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on, you know? So, and I, and I think that that's helped me a lot in my career where I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. you got to switch it up or shake it up. Like, and I think mm -hmm. you have to be willing to do that. You know, sometimes we're banging our head against the wall, trying the same strategy. And it might mean that, yeah, you can still do that, but you might need to like enhance it or revise it or tweak it. Or, or mm -hmm. ask for advice, like, why isn't this working in the way that I need it to? And, you know, get advice from someone that you actually trust to give you real feedback mm -hmm. on how to step your game up. Um, right. And then also, like I said, I'm always looking for ways to expand myself as an artist. Like, I have a lot of talents and I've had to learn how to, like, not get lost in all of them. Um, right. So I'm doing the film thing for now and I'm really happy here. Um, and I think it'll always be my base, but there's going to be other things that eventually in my life, I know I will want to do artistically. Um, so also recognizing what's the, what's the one talent that I know I can always count on and right. how do I use that as my anchor to build upon the other expressions of myself as an artist? Um, yeah. And I think as you get to know yourself more, you'll, you'll, you'll figure that out too. Um, because I arrived at a place where I, and I was about to talk about that in 2020, where I was like, I'm going to be a first gen Nigerian American filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Like I am not going to relegate myself to one market or the other. I'm a hybrid mm -hmm. identity and this market. And if I'm going to be one of the few people that establishes this market, then so be it. But that's my that's my thing. That's why my strengths lie as a storyteller, and that's my worldview, um, right, and right. that's what's going to help me to stand out when I you know when things really take off. Um, yeah. Right. So yeah. Okay. Thank you for Hi. that. You're welcome. That's great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you, Elsa. Absolutely. So, Londe, when we come back. Class in session. You'll get a chance right. to see Mo and Marilyn do a scene. Okay? okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, just sit back and relax. This is, as I said before, an inspiring, so <laughs> inspiring. We are blessed. And we will be back with the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, with class in session. 
The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we're getting ready to do class in session. And you are so blessed to still have Londe Yusuf with us. And we are going to, um, you know, she's a co-founder for those of you who just joined us or didn't hear, co-founder of Black Film Space. Um, and she's going to talk about, well, she's going to promote her book. I'm going to let her do that because you guys got to read this book. Um, so I'm going to bring Elsa on again. Elsa's going to introduce us to our spirit actor OGs for class in session. Elsa? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Today on class in session, we have Mr. Muhammad Williams. Welcome, Muhammad. Thank you, you, Elsa. (laughs) And we have Miss Marilyn Turner. Welcome, Marilyn. Hello. We have two newbies today, Tracy. <clears throat> this is their first yeah. time on the podcast. Wait, from Muhammad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I know. Like it's crazy. That's, okay. I have to think about it, too. Yeah. Yeah, but they're OGs, so they're very seasoned. <laughs> so today's scene is The Teachers, written by Dana Keel. Interior, Tuppen Preparatory High School. Teacher's Lounge, day. Brock Mitchell, African-American, dressed in a janitor's jumpsuit, dusts and polishes the tables as the door creaks open. Dr. Morgan Mansfield, African-American female, authentically hip with educator chic, walks in. She still turns heads a decade or two later. What up, Doc? Good morning, Brock. You're here early. 
Come on, Doc. You know I'm always here early. How about we step into the restroom for old time's sake? Doc, that's history. That's way behind us. Come on. I'm just trying to take the edge off for the first day. Ever since a student found my rabbit in my desk drawer. Wait, hold on. Just... Have you had those edibles yet? Hmm. You know, the edibles usually, they, they usually yeah, have the energy to... off. <laughs> my energy is just fine. It doesn't hurt to ask, though, you know, the bathroom. Doc, it's a big day. We need to focus here. Come on. I hear you. What's on your mind? That's the first day back, and we just got a lot for me and the teachers. Yeah, but that's just for me and the teachers. Why are you so? Just because I'm a custodian doesn't mean I don't have a stake in this. Okay, I'm sorry. Just, I, I'm just worried about who this new principal is. Well, I am too. I saw the district email yesterday, and it was mysterious. Right. Tubman Prep brought test scores up last year, and and I know my peer to peer tutoring program is working. I don't want the new principal to to move our funding around. I noticed, Doc. But I also noticed you don't like to use technology in your classroom. You got iPads that's collecting dust. (laughs) You too. Progress is a good thing. This kill and drill, it may help some of our students, but not all of them. I've been teaching for 27 years, and I think that it's okay to... Doc, you act like change is a bad thing. Our our students' learning is just as diverse as they are. Yeah, a few online classes and and, and subbing, and, and now you're an expert? Nope. I'm just open. Brock steps into the bathroom and reemerges, suited and booted. Hey, what's with the change of, of clothes? Uh, where are you going? What you mean? It's the first day. He puts on his school lanyard. Dr. Mansfield leans in to read it. So, Mitch, you're the new principal. Call me Principal Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Team. Wow, great job, you guys. Okay, Londe, I'm going to throw it to you. Okay, so just like general feedback? Yeah, whatever you want to, what pops out to you, you want to give them notes, it's it's on you. Yeah, no, that was a really fun scene, very unique story, which I liked. And I thought that you guys like, embody the characters. Um, My main feedback would be to just, I think, um, energetically lean more into it. I wanted to see a little bit more emphasis on certain parts, especially when it comes to like volume and inflections, like seeing more uh, progression with with the way that you're uh, expressing the character as the scene uh, continues to, you know, progress. Um, That would probably be my only note. But I also know it's kind of hard on Zoom and things like that. Um, Because there were some parts where it was like breaking and the pacing was a bit hard to follow. But other than that, you guys did a great job. Yeah, I would say I totally agree with you. I was going to for me, the pacing and, you know, um, I love your sensuality, Marilyn. It was so um, it wasn't a cougar. It was a jaguar. Like this woman (laughs) was seasoned. (laughs) You know, like uh, this is way before y'all time. But Dustin Hoffman in. Mrs. Robinson, that movie. Oh, The Graduate? Oh, okay. what? Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> I was just saying, like, you know, and then there was another one, Summer of 42, where these older women just totally pounced on these young dudes and messed mm. them up. 
But that's what I felt like. She just had that control where if it was a different circumstance, you know, most character would have definitely been like, okay, I'll meet you there in 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I love that she had her rabbit in her desk. Yes. And and to take the edge off. She's definitely, um, like, back in her day, (laughs) you reminded me of Marilyn McCoo from The Fifth Dimension. Yeah, I just felt like very, oh, she was so elegant of our time. And, you know, mm-hmm. just so I love that. Um, but um, I agree with you. There were certain parts where I, I had a little more expectations and emphasis or things like that. But thank you, you guys. And I'm so happy yes. that Lante was able to give you guys. So let's give it up, you guys. Please stand up. Give it up for Lande Yusuf. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being on the show. When we come back on the Spirit Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, we're going to go to Kudos Corner because we're going to celebrate somebody on Kudos Corner. Thank you. Hi, we are back with Kudos Corner. And in Kudos Corner, this is where we spotlight Spirited Actor alumni who are currently working on projects, have been cast. It's so amazing to watch actors when I teach or coach progress in their careers and achieve their dreams. So today's spotlight is on Muhammad Williams. Muhammad, he is a spirited actor alumni and Muhammad is featured in two great films that are out playing the role of Buddy. He can be seen in the featured film Mandadol, starring Academy Award winner, Adrian Brody, also Academy Award nominee, Jesse Eisenberg, and Odessa Young. Manadome is available now on all streaming platforms. Muhammad also landed a co-star role in season two of all Black network series, Hush. He's portraying the role of Officer Williams. He plays opposite lead actress, Joyful Drake, in the first two episodes, which debuts this week. On December 7th, kudos to Muhammad Williams. And now it's time to give love. In 1992-ish, I was working on an independent film. And um, the casting director, um, she worked on a big show at that time, a big TV show. And she also was a part of CSA, which is Casting Society of America. It's not a union, but casting directors... Um, are voted in and recommended into this organization. So um, I was working with her and her credits were stellar. And I was maybe, I would say three or four projects in as a casting director. And one day she came to, every day when she came to the office, I planted myself in a corner where I would read every day, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. So when she came in, of course, I would put the book away. And one day she said to me, she said, Tracy, um, you really want to be a casting director? And I said, yes. And she said, well, there aren't a lot of African-American casting directors. And I said, hmm, okay, well, I know. And I listed from Robbie Reed to Ruben Cannon and casting directors. And she said, oh, okay. And she said, well, Tracy, you know, in order to be a casting director, you have to have a relationship relationships with agents. And I said, well, agents actually need casting directors, right? More than we need them because they're selling us their talent. So they would want to know me, right? Every time I came up with a solution, she would tear me down with a problem. I did not get discouraged. I continued on. I used that energy to push me harder, faster, and stronger. And I'm so grateful for that experience because it led me to being one of the best casting directors during that time. And I went on to continue to have a very um, great, blessed career. So we don't stop in life because there's a door. We just look for another door. And that the right door will answer in the right time, which is divine time. So just trust it. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted.
Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility the wait is over the shy is back on paramount plus and the stakes have never been higher everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the showtime original series from emmy winner lena waith battle lines will be drawn alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust visit paramountplus.com slash the shy to get a 50 percent discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends july 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply